and welcome to another episode of the latest thread. So today we were thinking about talking business, some business related topics. Um, this will pertain to people that are maybe thinking about starting a long arm business and um, most of us have been in business for quite some time. Some of us are no longer quilting for others, but most of us still are. So the first topic we're going to talk about communication with the customers because that is super important because they made a beautiful quilt or special quilt and we have to figure out how we can enhance that quilt top that they made with quilting and it's i find it really tricky especially if it's a new customer to me because i have to before i even get to the quilting design part i kind of have to figure out what it is who the, who they are you know, aside from the fact that I want to find out, you know, how they want to use the quilt once it's finished, but I'd like to know a little bit about their personality because, you know, that tells me, you know, how they see their quilt to be finished. Because a lot of customers tell me anyhow, oh, I have no idea, you know, you're the professional. And you can take that two ways. Either, yes, they're going to have a lot of confidence in what I'm going to do with their quilt, or number two, they want to test me to see what, you know, what do I even know what I'm doing? Or they simply have no idea what they want because their, their goal and you know, their fun part is making the quilt and they have no idea. So I have to, in order to advise them, you know, learn more about them because if we're not on the same page, you know, the result can be devastating. It might not be a return customer. Right? <laughs> so, you know, in that regard, to sum it up, you know, I, I just want to learn more about them before I even consider giving them options. So, anyone else? That's a good, uh, good way to, to do that is to learn more about them as a person and like social media is such a valuable tool, right? We can creep their pages. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm serious. <laughs> you can look at their Instagram um, pages. If they're a public page, you can look. And if you have to friend them, then you wait for them to give you the blessing on that. But um, you can get that kind of feel for who they are and their style by looking at some of their work and possibly some of the other quilting things that they've shared over a period of time. So that's a good idea, too. That's a good idea, but depending on where you're located, like I'm looking at my clientele, you know, and not so much on social media. Right. Because, so, you know, they're, they're older. Not that older people can't be on social media, but, you know, it really makes a difference, you know, where you're located and who your clientele is going to be. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Well, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think a lot of times customers think they know what they want, you know, and then you have to 
you know, some people you can tell right away if you're going to be able to change their mind because maybe you know that that's not the best choice, you know, like maybe you're not going to see the quilting at all. And I know this. And you're just going to pay more money for something that you're still not going to be able to see, you know, and but then I have some other people who like one lady in particular, she's just a feather lady. So she doesn't care what you do. As long as it involves feathers, she's mm -hmm. good. It can be an all over feather if it works for my quilt or it could be, you know, custom, but it just has to be feathers. So I think it's really good the longer that you do it. You know, in the beginning, I would meet with people and they want this here and that there. And it was like, oh, I don't like this at mm -hmm. all. So it didn't take too long before they started to just give them to me. And I know a lot of people say they hate when someone gives them a quilt and says, do whatever you think. Mm -hmm. But I loved it. And still to this day, that's pretty much all I do. So they give me the quilt. I'll tell them what I'm thinking. And, you know, it's worked out well, mostly. Yeah. One time, not. She told me to do whatever I wanted, and I got a phone call. And it's this lady. And I'm like, oh, she's calling to tell me how much she loves it. And she's like, I hate this quilt. <laughs> no. what? And she said, <clears throat> I said, well, you told me to do whatever I wanted, what I thought would work. And that's what I did. And she said, but I didn't think you'd do that. <laughs> and it was like, no, I, and I didn't refund her. I didn't, you explicitly told me to do what I thought, and that is what I did. So, you know, it's, I don't know. I like when they tell you to do what you think, as opposed to wanting to point out every design. Well, yeah, when they do that to me, like when they say, I want this here, and I want this, it like takes my creativity and just chops it. Like, yeah. I have no thoughts on this now. I'm like a robot quilting at that point. And that's not fun. It doesn't come through in your quilting as like you're at your best in that. And you're, it just, it kills the creativity. It definitely does. But you know, uh, I found too that, you know, maybe not with a brand new person, but for someone that you've quilted for a while and you, for, and you know, their general, you know, likes and dislikes. Um, I think you can plan it out and I do appreciate their input to some extent, but I usually tell them, you know, we can audition all we want, but sometimes as you see it coming to life, I, I tell them, I, you know, I've changed my mind in that area because I really felt that what I decided to do instead, you know, would work much better and they're usually okay. Um, but to Jody's point too, I just thought about, you know, for, for the customer that didn't like it, you know, if they give input, I usually, or even if we just have conversation, I make some sort of notation, you know, on, on the work order sheet. I just use, you know, printable work order sheet and I make notations on that, you know, so there's no misunderstanding, you know. Do I always stick to it? As I just mentioned, not always, but, you know, usually it works out just fine. But aside from communication, I think um, 
writing down what you're discussing is equally important because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I generally have them sign the work order or at least acknowledge of some sort that that's what we talked about. So, because no, I don't want to refund either or rip out for them. No right. way. Yeah. Well, and I will say too, with that particular woman, you know, there, there are, I think we all want to say that quilters are not really nice people. And we, I think we all are mostly, but this particular woman, um, you know, I think it's good to network with your fellow long armors, whether they're just in your area or whatever, because I told another um, quilter in my area about it and she right away said, what is her name? So it turned out that this was this lady's game. So mm -hmm. she tried every long arm quilter and then she would try to not pay. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, luckily those that's are a whole different problem. That's yeah. a whole different problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a level of trust that they have to have for us in first though. I mean, it's like, um, my first career was as a hairdresser. I got my hairdressing license and you know, not many people would come in and say, just do whatever you want. Right. You got to walk around with that on your head for the next at least six weeks. Right. So I think it's kind of the same thing where people need to look at our work previously in, in order to say, I like that person's style uh, in order to trust oh, yeah. them enough to say, do whatever you think. They, they have to do their homework on us as well yeah. and their long armor that they've chosen. Otherwise, the first few clients, first few times, yes, consultation, consultation. But after you develop that kind of relationship and that rapport and the trust and you kind of be like, okay, they drop it off and say, just do whatever. Yeah, we love that. But I think it takes them a while sometimes. Those are precious creations of theirs, right? Yeah. You know, and, and also, you know, aside from the fact that the times have changed due to the coronavirus, but before then, I do prefer to meet people in person um, for the simple fact that we also have to try to protect ourselves as long-arm quilters and business people, because if you... Um, if, if you are able to look over a quilt with them right there, you know, and there's some issues, you know, with the quilt, whatever it may be, you know, it's a lot easier to address that than if you're just, you know, like right now, maybe handed a bag or, you know, the quilt's left on your front porch, you know, with the social distancing. But I do prefer, if possible, to have the the quilt, you know, they're with them to look at, you know, because well, we protect ourselves also. Like 90, I want to say like 90% of my customers just ship their quilts to me. So most of my consultations are done with yeah. photos and emails, you know, yeah. you can't see the, the fluff in most photos. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's still phone consults after that. So, so, I don't know, drop off and pick up hasn't changed greatly over here, you know, with most of my stuff coming by UPS anyway. Yeah, I, in the very beginning, I would, you know, have them come over, but I very quickly put an end to that because they 
come over, a lot of them, and they bring their two girlfriends or they bring their husband and who, that's fine, but it goes from a drop off and let's talk about it to they've been there for two hours and now we're just want to see how the machine works. You know, it becomes like I could have done another quilt in the time that they were there and I'm not charging them for that time. So it really got to be too much for me. So I switched to, I'll meet you in the quilt shop. I will meet you. Mostly my favorite is to just meet them in a parking lot somewhere. Because it makes it uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, if they have ideas, they'll tell me. I'll tell them what I think. I can peek in the bag and see what it is. Otherwise, I just take it home and I look at it and then I tell them what I think. So it just, you know, it's, it's a tricky thing. And like if you have a dog, you know, so now if they're going to come to your house, you have to worry about putting the dog away. And it just, for me, was like, oh my gosh, no, it's, mm -hmm. it's just too much. I had some a lady. Some of them love to see the, the dogs though, eh? <laughs> well, like I had a lady come and she brought her husband and I'm talking with her and I looked over and he's not in the studio anymore. I'm like, excuse me. He goes, oh, what's over here? He was like all the way through my family room, just walking through my house. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 th this is not going to work. <laughs> I think when it comes to that, you know, we, we have our own preferences, you know, um, some of them are maybe more, of us are more particular for whatever reason, you know, or maybe what, you know, some things work better for, for mm -hmm. us than some other things, but I don't know. I just like to be sure that that's what, you know, they want and I want them to look at it with me. Doesn't mean it's easy if you see it's a total crappy quilt and they think, you know, it's going to go to Paducah or somewhere. I mean, you get that quite a bit yeah. and, you know, but it's, you have to be tactful. But I still think it's easier, you know them. Yeah, I know. That can be difficult. <laughs> I, I can't be tactful. It's like <laughs> I can see that now. It's hard, but <laughs> but you know, I just prefer to do that in person because our business for the most part is mouth mouth by mouth, you know, referral business. Mm -hmm. You know, or at least it used to be for me, you know. And so I, in my opinion, have a ton of long-arm quilters. And at this particular time, I'm not worried about, you know, not having enough business. Because, uh, you know, cut back some of the customer quilting. But still, you know, I still don't want negative feedback to affect my reputation as a business owner. So therefore, I'm going to do what works best for me to ensure that, you know, I handle it pr as professional as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about how we audition these signs and, you know, stuff like that. We'll see what we come up with. So see you in a bit. Hi guys, Karen Marchetti here. We are in Gamel Studio and we are going to have a bunch of fun today.
Okay, I would love to share with you guys today um, the My Stitch feature on the Vision 2, because it is my favorite feature. Um, my Stitch presets are right here. You have two options, and we right now are going to set the first one to regulate 13 stitches per inch. So I just press and hold. Now it's programmed. And the other one I would like to change constant 35. So then we're going to press and hold number two. Um, I have programmed these to the A button. So whenever I press the A button, it's going to, on the fly, switch between those two stitches. And um, I'll in a minute, I'll share a couple other options that you can use that for. But right now, I want to share how I do ruler work and constant work together. OK, so I've brought up my bobbin thread. And I am in regulated mode with the ruler because I have to be in regulated mode when I have a ruler because I have to pay attention. So as I press the My Stitch, now I am immediately in constant mode. Press it again, and I'm right back into regulated. There's no stopping. There's no starting. It's just on the fly changes. That is my very favorite feature. OK, another thing about the My Stitch Select, I based all my quilts. So what I'm going to do is switch this to based, take a quarter inch, program one, and then I'm going to take my baste up to three inches and program the other button. This way, when I'm basting, I can easily switch between the two. When I press the My Stitch, I'm at a quarter inch for my edges and my, and my top. I'm at three inches for when I baste across. Makes it very easy to do. The last reason I really like the My Stitch is because um, when I stitch my feathers, I am in say constant, about 50 to 60 percent motor. And then when I do my fills, I'm at about 35 percent motor. Okay, so let me show you how on the fly we can switch between those two speeds. Okay, so when I stitch my feathers, I'm going to be in a constant, between 50 and 60 is my comfort zone, so we're at 56 right now. So I just start stitching. And I'm doing my feathers, and life is wonderful. And without having to even change size speed, I just press the My Stitch preset, and now I'm at 35% motor for a nice small fill. So then after I do my fill, we hit the, the My Stitch preset again, and I'm right back to 50% motor. So no time is wasted in having to change your, sti your stitch speed or your stitch length. And it makes life a lot easier.
Okay, we're back. We're back from break. So the next topic we want to address is how do we addition the design? So um, we were just saying, well, they can't see in our head. So we have to kind of let out what is in our head in regards to our suggestions so they understand what we have in mind. Um, I think one of the things we also need to consider is, you know, the budget, because we shouldn't be able to just offer one option, you know, the high-end option, which I think most of us, a lot of times, we prefer to do an edge-to-edge -edge if at all possible, because, you know, frankly, you know, you make your money quickly, more quickly than with the custom, and not all quilts warrant custom work. You know, do we do in the end what the customer wants? Sure, probably most of us, but that doesn't mean we can't steer them in a di direction. So therefore we gotta be able to offer different options. So. Anyone? I'll go. <laughs> um, if it's an edge to edge, it's simple because they like they say, and I always say trains. I don't know why, but if they want trains, I'm going to show them the different train designs I have. And I don't know why I go to trains all the time. <laughs> but, you know, like that makes it a little easier. And then it's just, you know, the density of the, the design, how, you know, large or small you're going to do it. But on, on custom quilts, I almost always draw it right on a picture of the quilt. And I, like I may do one corner as a, a quick custom and the other corner as a, a full-blown heirloom custom and then give them the option to do this one's this much and to do all this, it's this much. But we can always land somewhere in the middle, you know, so. So you said that you have your quilt shipped. So mm -hmm. in other words, you know, um, you ask for a picture of the quilt before you even accept the job. Uh, and then you can obviously print it out. Um, I've also learned the hard way because a lot of times, because I have people come to the house with their quilt, um, if I have a brain cramp that day, I might not be able to think of anything. I'm just not there in my head. I'm not in a good place to come up with different quilting designs. So I do ask them to also email or text me a picture that gives me the opportunity before they come over, you know, to have, you know, something ready, you know, because to me, there's nothing worse than if you're just stuttering and stumbling about and can't, I mean, it happens, at least to me, I don't know, you probably all can think of something, <laughs> but I sometimes can't. So that's another way for me to be prepared and printed out as well and they can draw on it. Your, or if, even if they tell you the pat, like if it's a pattern quilt, they tell you the pattern name and you'll Google it and look at it and get a, a visual idea. And then they bring it, it's got five extra borders, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I think that that can be really challenging to draw it all ahead of time on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. I find that whenever I've done that, because it's not to the same scale as the quilt itself, then I get to the quilt and I have to change things. 
Oh, it's so, always like that. It's never it's not, exact. Yeah. 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 So, and, and I, the way I like to quilt is just a very organic, I know one thing I want to do and I do that. And then it leads me to something else. Mm -hmm. I find it really hard to commit to saying, this is exactly how I'm going to quilt everything. So with a customer, um, there may be some things that I say, okay, tell me something that you really love and maybe tell me something that you really don't want to have on your quilt. Cause I have customers that don't like feathers. Doesn't matter what it is. Just don't put the opposite of yours, Jody. Yeah. So, um, just give me some kind of parameters and like, or have them look through some of your, um, social media posts that you've already done and get an idea of some of the styles that they like or the density of quilting that they like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a really hard time making a plan and sticking to that with quilts. I'm with you, Sharon. I kind of have the same, like I can't commit to that because I don't know. And I mean, I could have their quilt for a month and I could look at it and then I'll think of something and I might pull it out again and look at it. And now what I think I want to do is totally different. <laughs> so for me, I, I love the fact that most almost always I mean they just tell me to do what I think because I don't want to you know have to draw it out and then I don't want to do it now <laughs> and I have to do it if I tell them that's what I'm doing a lot of times with new quilters they don't know what there is they don't know the quilting designs and will say oh I could do this over here they don't even know what that is yeah or they think they just want um I don't know an all over meander type of thing and I'm like but I can do this all over that's prettier than meander but that's all that they've seen so they don't know you know you so. think it costs more to have something sure. other than a meander yeah sure and yeah. Uh, you know feathers are faster than a meander so you know I, I like kind of not having a set plan so it's on there and i'm looking at it do you ever find that you have an idea rolling around in your head for some sort of design and whatever the next quilt up gets that <laughs> i'm gonna find some way to, to take that idea rolling around and make it suit that quilt somehow yeah then it, then that's when you really get to enjoy the creativity of the process right and it well like that i always have a plan and two-thirds through the quilt i'm like oh, i should have done this like i have this brilliant idea so now i have to do i will i do it for myself i'll do a whole new drawing because i get a lot of the repeat quilts They'll say, oh, I saw this quilt. Can you do this one? So now mm -hmm. I have a really good idea for next time. So, yeah. Do you do them all? I do them all differently. Whenever, whenever well, I, cause I do some for a shop that they have the block of the month or a program and I get like 18 of the same quilt and I have I'll to do that. I want this exactly like hers. And I'm like, yeah, but you added a sashing here. It can't, no matter what I do, I have to go. The sashing interferes with that design. So, yeah. Mm -hmm my biggest that's a tip you know so if you quilt my biggest nightmare was this one quilt shop where they asked me to do the shop sample for the block of the month and i'm you know obviously so it's going to hang in the shop so i did it really super nice now every single person wanted it just like that and it was like what no <laughs> i don't, don't want to do that on all of these um but the bonus was that you know after I did about four or five, it was like nothing. I could get them done in record time because it was just like you were on auto quilt. So, mm -hmm. so what's your number that drives you nuts? Like if I get the same quilt three times, I'm good. That fourth one, I'm like, 
That's it. The yeah. fourth one is the number that breaks me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'd agree. And when well, it's and that's a block of point too, you know, if you have a certain style and they like that style, no matter how time consuming, like with that red work quilt I was working on, you know, oh, I want your fill. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, so if you have a certain style mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if it's maybe more costly because clearly that's more time consuming to quilt, you know, but that's what they want. So it's the same thing, whether it's a shop sample, you know, you kind of get a reputation, you know, for a certain style and then you have to be willing to do that. Um, I posted uh, a quilt. Uh, it was a baby quilt. It was a panel not too long ago for my new granddaughter. And it was also like a fill. And somebody um, said, can you tell me where you got that panel? Sure. And then can you quilt it exactly <laughs> like that? No. It was beautiful, though. <laughs> no. That's... I... I didn't you know commit to doing that. Is that the elephant one? Yeah. Yeah. It was really cute. Yeah, but it's for a special little yeah. girl. Yeah. So yeah. I can't well, you know, so their little girl is special the same ideas and use them in different ways, right? You don't always have to do it exactly, but you can say, okay, you want feathers and pebbles and swirls, but maybe I can combine them in a different way. So you still get that overall feel that they like, but it's not identical. Yeah, so auditioning designs, you know, that can be tricky, especially, you know, I mean, it's tricky if they um, want to mail the quilt, but they still want to have input, you know, on the edge-to-edge -edge design. So then it's more time-consuming for you um, because I can't ask them to browse all the websites to, you know, see what they like. So I have to browse, you know, and then at least send them four or five different, you know, images of what I That's think might work, you know, and then if they don't like it, I have to start over, especially, I just had to do that for someone I had never quilted before, so I did not know what they liked, you know, so, and the quilt that they had made, you you had a lot of options, you know, so that part can become more time consuming for you. But do you charge for that? I mean, that's a lot of time. Are you, are you like charging a research fee. consultation <laughs> fee or something? No. no. I, I have a customer that sends me pictures of someone else's quilting constantly. Um. It, it's a fairly well-known person, you know, the, the name that they, and I said, maybe you should get them to quilt. To quilt. Like, here is my website with all of my styles, all of my quilting, all of my kind of, you know, and now I want it just like this. I'm like, yeah, well, that's not how I quilt, you know, so that, that gets hard. <laughs> but yet, Ava, you should definitely be charging a, a design research fee or something. That's, that's your time and effort. Yeah. Well, and I've had people too, Karen, where they, you know, they make a, a quilt in a book is usually it, you know, or else they'll say, I'm going to send the pattern picture in with the quilt because, you know, the, I want it quilted how it's quilted. And I, one that always stands out to me is years and years ago, um, 
this lady sent me a quilt and it was those, it's supposed to look like cross stitching. It's an Eleanor Burns quilt and it was little two inch squares or something. It was the entire quilt and she wanted it quilted just like the book, which was easy enough, cross hatching. Well, at that time I despised ruler work. Mm -hmm. I was not doing this. And so, I mean, I had absolutely no problem because the quilter who quilted all of her quilts is a friend of mine and was very close in distance to me. And I said, please call her. I'm sure she would love, to. <laughs> you know, so sometimes like if, if it's just not me, this just right. isn't, no, I have no problem. Please take it to someone else. And usually that particular woman I've quilted for for years because she actually wrote me a letter and said, thank you so much. I got exactly what I wanted and I appreciate that you were willing to send me where I needed to go to get what I wanted. And she brought everything else to me after. So it was great because I didn't want to, Oh my gosh, the thought of cross hatching a queen size quilt. No, I've oh. done that. Yeah. I'll give you a list of 10 other long armors that will gladly cross hatch for you. I will not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now I would take it in a second, but then no, no I way. still, I still hate full cross hatching. Oh yeah. A little tiny cross hatching. Sure. <laughs> and that's a good point though. You know, again, depending on what area you're in and what your uh, customers make. Mm -hmm. A lot of times this style is not necessarily what you want to quilt, which sometimes it's, you know, it's good if they give you free reign because then you kind of can, you know, because I believe in kind of keeping it to the feel of the quilt. Like if it's a reproduction, I want to stay in that time period with the quilting designs. But if they give me free reign and I absolutely you know, don't like the quilt, you know, I can incorporate something that I enjoy quilting in it so I can get over it. But I find that it takes me a lot longer to jump into getting that quilt quilted, you know, because it's just not my thing. But, you know. I think that shows in your quilting too, though. If you're not like into the design i don't think your your quilting sings as much as when you're happy in quilting or or your right. it's your own style well i usually find that i'm okay once i get started because yeah. then you know it's a job i start here i finish here i don't i don't necessarily want to say it wouldn't get the same attention than something i love but it's just harder emotionally yeah. to get yeah. into it because you know we, I think most of us um, don't look at this necessarily as a job job like if you're stamping out parts in a factory you know there is a you know emotional thing like you know your creativity is part and it you invest something of yourself in yeah. into that quilt you know so, but, you know, some of them are just more inspiring than others. But, louder here. sorry, Jody. <laughs> well, and I think so, there's a little bit of a, a flip, depending on, you know, if you've been quilting for a really long time for other people, you have to be really careful because that, that, um, it, it can cause burnout, which mm -hmm. is awful because it's like, and I've had it two times in 20 some years. And 
the first time wasn't so bad. I just took a break. I made a quilt for myself and that cured it. Like I got to do my thing and okay, now I can do these other things. But the, the second time was I just felt like, because if you're getting quilt after quilt after quilt, that isn't something in it that you enjoy or, you know, they want to quilt in ways that aren't. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do this, but it just is so killing me. And you can start to feel like you're, Creativity is just like being squashed. Mm -hmm. Like I am not having out of your outlet at all. So it's a really, that's why I think it's super important. You have to take breaks and do things for yourself to kind of keep that in check sometimes. And that's a really hard thing to learn. It was for me anyhow, you know, because, you know, I was building a business, you know, some years ago and, um, I never got over the fear that it can end at any time if I don't just do what is expected to me, you know, to the point where I'm still quilting customer quilts on Christmas Eve instead of doing Christmas eve things, you know. I mean, that was a long time ago, but I was so afraid because the, the type of business that we're in you know, that it can end at any time. And, you know, most of us do that partly because we have to earn a living. That's one of the reasons we do that. But that's with everything. Everything can end at any given time. Right. But, <laughs> you know, that was my biggest fear. And, and I would mark, my husband said, you don't mark yourself time off on the calendar where you do, like Jody said, something for yourself. And I did do that. However, then people called and all of a sudden that week was gone because I filled it in with custom quilts. You gave away your own time. And that's right. big. And yeah. that was a, that's why I said that was a really hard lesson for me to learn. I've learned it well now, but, <laughs> you know, because you're right, you get to a burnout point. You really do. And then you almost get, you can get to the point where you resent the phone ringing and ugh, another quilt, you know, honestly. <laughs> And, and I don't want to get to that. I did get to that point, you know, and I told my husband, I need to take a break, period, you know, because there was other things we were doing with the educator thing. And, you know, it was a great opportunity to not have to worry about coming home from trips and having these quilts sitting there, you know, and now I'm gradually taking them in again, but it's at, at my, on my terms, you know. And I've, oh. I've said this before, like after I do a big giant custom quilt, you know, it's been on my frame three weeks, I throw up fabric, I don't care what it is, and I just play. I, I get back to that creative, just mm -hmm. play. It's, you know, I call it recess, but it, it, you need that. You, you need yeah. what keeps you inspired to keep doing what you want to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. you have to have that. Yeah, so we all have different thoughts on that. Okay, I think that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed our topics. I enjoyed sitting around with everyone and having a good conversation. So, and please don't forget, we are still waiting to get you guys' input on the um, Facebook groups. Remember, we're looking for a hashtag, the latest thread. 
because, you know, we want to address what interests everybody else. And so leave your, your comments or your feedback and suggestions on the Facebook groups. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.